Welcome, wrestling fans, to a bout of epic proportions. It's time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. In the far corner, the older, the wiser, the funnier, Mike Clang and Bang Clang. In the other corner, the younger, the quicker, the prettier, Matt, thumping and pumping, clang! Wait, is that actual? Da 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 that's, uh, that's the theme music for Rocket League when you try to watch highlights on the WWE Network. <laughs> It's fun though, it sounds like a game show. Matt! How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 40 of the Woo! Brothers of Discussion. Episode yeah. 40, ladies and gentlemen. Never thought we'd make it to 10, but here we are, episode 40. We've already had a recap of 30 episodes, so we're not really gonna we're not gonna do that. We had we had a great week of wrestling, so we wanna cover that for you. Yeah, uh, we got an episode for every year of John Cena's life. Alright. Yeah. Matt, where can they find all the dirty details and dirty deeds done Dean Ambrose cheap? Where can they find them? Well, you can read uh, our review uh, of SummerSlam as well as the coverage of uh, Monday and Tuesday um, and our reactions on BODpodcast.com. That is BODpodcast.com. Links to the Facebook and Twitter, but if you don't have the time to hit those links, search at BOD Podcast. That is at BOD Podcast. That obviously brings up the Twitter. It will, for a fact, bring up the Facebook. Uh, but of course, we are the Brothers of Discussion. Anywhere that you Google search us, you're going to find us. Brothers of Discussion. This is wrestling uh, on a whole. You know what? Now that I'm saying wrestling on a whole, Mike, that sounds like I'm going to bring up some sexual wrestling on a whole. But, uh, I hope you are. I, well, I did it right there. But here's here's the thing, Mike. We we should once in a while bring up these other uh, businesses that are not the WWE. Did you Fine. see that uh, Tits and Ass Impact, which is now just Impact Wrestling, killed a little boy last night? I, like no. That's how. I, like we have to talk about it because it was all over the internet this morning. I totally forgot till right now. I watched the video. Um, man, was that silly? Uh, it's a bunch of dudes partying in the street, and then uh, some unknown. Maybe, maybe if somebody actually watches Impact, they could tell me who it was. Well, all I saw was the video. Sh- is that Shark Boy? Uh, I like. Well, let me tell the story. <laughs> that, okay. All yeah. you see is a car drive through this crowd of people. Most of the crowd of people gets off the road. Except for the youngest member of that crowd, uh, he was he was hit by the car and the car sped off. Uh, so I I don't know if Shark Boy has a car that he's known for, <laughs> but it had tinted windows. Um, and all I saw was this crowd of people kind of having a little 
party outside, out on the street, and then a car, right through the middle of them, takes out the little boy, end of the scene. Yeah. So, if you ever needed, like, proof, or, or you needed, like, if I ever needed something to point to, to go, it's not just WWE, and I needed to say, it definitely is a soap opera, soap opera that settles its disputes with fists. That was it, right there. Holy mackerel. I mean, it was... It was overproduced. Uh, it did not play out like the old, uh, you know, 1998 Stone Cold <laughs> in the rock on the, the Belle Isle Bridge. Uh, that's a little shout-out for all of our Detroit fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it did not look as bad as that. They had multiple camera angles. It was crisp and clear. It was HD. Uh, they were ready to get hit by a car, Mike. Um, <laughs> and uh, and they did. Uh, but uh, just uh, you know, not not seeing the video. Uh, just your reactions from that. How do you, how do you feel Impact is doing as a business? Uh, that was their storyline, their big storyline last night. Outstanding. <laughs> yeah, just a just a grade. Uh, I we don't need a letter grade. Outstanding works. Um, I'll say I'm taking a swig of some th- some sweet. We haven't sweet uh, we haven't right talked now. we haven't had a reason to talk about impact since you know we referenced AJ Styles being there. I think this is brilliant. I think they should run over a kid every week <laughs> to get the brothers a discussion talking about the hot button issues on impact. Uh, it got it got um, me to it got me to Google search impact wrestling. Um, it worked out. I well I had to add on like kid hit by car, but. Uh, I should have said kid murdered, uh, which is what happened. <laughs> uh, I mean, this goes back, like, think about the NWO days, uh, and this will be my last thought. Uh, when people used to think this stuff was real, <laughs> like, if that happened back then, then there'd be people calling the police going, um, I don't know how this happened. Someone just got hit by a car. You guys need to get down to Atlanta, Georgia. Stat. Anyway. Yeah, luckily, I mean, luckily it's fake because of the camera angles, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah it definitely smells like, uh, you know, something Vince Vince Russo would have cooked up. You yeah. know, back when I was uh, I was leading the attitude era, you know, I, I created Stone Cold, I created The Rock, I created The Undertaker, I created every single moment of your childhood. That's what this looks like. This looks like Stone Cold getting hit by Rikishi, this looks like Stone Cold bringing a gun... And uh, uh, Brian uh, Pillman's house. Jeez, I forgot his name. Poor guy. Uh, I mean, you know, you're getting crushed by WWE every week. Uh, you're getting crushed by New Japan. You're getting crushed by Ring of Honor. So, you know what? We bring out the big guns. We're going to kill a kid. Yep. Um, <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. Uh, I just watched it. Uh, <laughs> at least. At oh, you're least watching the it camera- right now? Yeah, at least the, this is at least the camera angles let you know it's fake. Like it's perfectly framed right by the kid's dead body. Is um, is Conan from WCW in that video? Yeah. Am I the only yep. person? Am I finding out now that it's the world For, finding out I'm not a real Impact fan because I didn't know Conan was in it? I do not know about NWO alumni Conan <laughs> stomping his way oh, to the man. top. Of the Impact roster. 
Well, with that, um, I think is a. Uh, we should move on to NXT. Cause damn it all, there was some. You gotta, you gotta find some way to get in the news. So why not, you know, commit manslaughter? Um, <laughs> I still say it's murder. <laughs> is it murder? I can't remember. I, I don't have a law degree. Um, like, it's not even a man. It's boy slaughter. I don't know what boy slaughter gets you. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. You can kill kids. I'm just kidding. You can't do that, I mean, everybody. If you're on, if you're on impact, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's a terrible program. I've watched more of it now, and I regret the two minutes I've ever watched of Impact. Well, let's um, let's talk about the impact of Kyle O'Reilly hitting the mat from the War Raiders. Holy mackerel! Did he go a mile in the air before he came crashing back down? That was an impact in regards to Boom! wrestling. The Undisputed Era retains the tag titles. Um, <laughs> kind of a bittersweet weekend for them. Yeah. Um, they did retain those. Uh, they did eat a lot of fists and power slams from the uh, War Raiders. Not the War Machine. The War Raiders. Uh, <laughs> and in addition to that, Adam Cole had spot of a lifetime when he super kicked a springboarding somersaulting ricochet in the throat um and it's maybe the greatest gif of all time um yep. I mean, so that's, are the so is the done. fan art for that for that moment uh where I, people have taken like mortal Kombat video game style art and uh recreated the scene so you can watch adam cole kick ricochet uh, yeah. into oblivion i saw some 8-bit versions i saw some uh versions that were like uh the old sega uh wrestling game there's uh, a lot of people love that and i think that's how you do it ricochet's going over adam cole who's arguably uh you know one of the most must-see nxt superstars professional wrestlers in the game right now and not that he needed to be put over but i, I like I guess it's not that, but just, you know, like, that's how it's done. Ricochet's going to walk away with the title. He's going to be, quote-unquote, the better man of the night. But Adam Cole will now be a gift god for the next month with this yeah. kick. Because it was, well, damn, you know, it wasn't just uh, Adam Cole. That A lot of that, it's, it's about 75% Ricochet getting that right before it's Adam Cole with the accuracy. Yeah, even definitely. Ricochet doing that, uh, the somersault flip. I, that's I'm taking your words. I, mean, I don't know what the hell to call it. The lion salt. The springs. <laughs> yeah, springboard, springboard somersault. Uh, so, like the way he starts that flip, you wouldn't for a second because I, I know we've all watched it a hundred times. You wouldn't for a second think he's about to take a kick to the face. No. Yeah, it looks like he's about to land his move, and the yep. the way that that superhero get like cocks his head to the you know back and to the left i don't know back i'm watching it now back and to the left when he takes that kick oh god what a what a champion like just that signing was pure gold that guy not only gave up the kick of a lifetime uh but man does he look good doing it Damn it all to hell. That was, uh, that's, that's Triple H. A lot of people think he's ruining the indie, uh, industry. I think he's making it better, uh, because guys are going, holy shit. I have that's to just, the bar. If I sign with this company, Triple H is going to be here next week. Yes, I will sign with Evolve. Please. Yes. Where's the dotted line? 
Um, we're getting better wrestling. That's the point of that statement. But let's get back to Ricochet. What? Is, is anybody more deserving right now uh, to, to topple the Undisputed Era? To topple I don't article? even know. I don't really know what to name his moves anymore. Uh, but, like, like, real quick, I you know, we really want to talk about this match, but... I talked to some casual fans this weekend, and they were, you know, patting me on the back because they know we do this podcast, and they were saying, you know, man, wasn't that a great SummerSlam? What'd you think of SummerSlam? Um, and what I told people was... Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, it Takeover was a good... Takeover was better. It was a good SummerSlam, but you should watch <laughs> Takeover because it was maybe the best two and a half hours of wrestling I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, like it's not it's not a WrestleMania three where you know you can fast forward uh you know Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man and you know watch the big Hogan Slam of Andre. It's literally like opening credits to the final bell. Every match was excellent. Like A plus to A plus to A plus to A plus to A plus. Let me ask you a hot tag question. Ready. I think this might be a little unexpected. So be ready. Right. How much of NXT and its success for us goes into the fact that we watch NXT every week? Um, you know, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, you're, you know, we have a little more background information on the storyline, so we're right. a little more invested. But so often with, like, the cards, for like, you know, for the main roster versus NXT... When the main roster has a big pay-per-view, it so often feels like one of those, like, um, oh, what is it? Like Elizabethan-era dance parties where, you know, we, you know, we're not going to have the same dance partner, you know, but you are going to, everybody's going to get a turn on the dance floor and we're all going to get to do the same little spin, you know, the same little formulaic match, um, you know, and then in the next pay-per-view, it'll be a slightly different dance partner, but it'll be a very similar kind of, you know, formula. You know, it feels like it's copied over and over and over. Yeah. When you watch NXT, it feels like... Like when they, when they lit the flames to, you know, unite Middle Earth. Like, it feels like that. Wow! Wait, on one card, Undisputed Era is going to defend the tag titles? And Velveteen Dream and EC3 are going to go at each other. And Adam Cole and Ricochet are going to fight each other for a belt. And Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane are going to fight each other. And we're going to get another chapter from Gargano and Ciampa. Like, the way the NXT program week to week is structured, you kind of get a, you get a, just a taste of maybe one of those feuds every week. Yeah. So when the takeovers come along, it's this culmination where you finally... Finally, in one program, you get to watch all these great storylines, you know, ha like finish a chapter. Yeah, that's where SummerSlam is two, is just. Months. Yeah, yeah, it's real builds. Um, Did you see you that? It, it feels like a real, a real rare occasion. Like, wow, this is all gonna happen in one night. Where in SummerSlam, you just you can't help but feel fatigued, knowing you gotta sit through like ten matches. And how important can something be if it's match three out of 11, right? Yeah. Where a takeover is just, you got five matches. We're putting the, you know, essentially, what, 10, 12, 14 best guys on. That's it. That's it. 
So you got to try to make the cut. This is only a two-hour show. So it makes everything feel more important. Wait, I'm, lo I'm looking it up now because uh, I wanted to give like an exact date with this, and now I'm accidentally pulling up the network, so fuck this. I'm closing it out. <laughs> I was going to ask if you saw the tweet by Triple H last night. Uh, what did he say? Where he's, he, you know, they just recorded yesterday uh, the episodes of NXT that are going to lead up, or, or at least not all of them, but, you know, some of the episodes that are leading up to War Games. War yeah. Games. That is November, if I'm, unless yeah. I'm mistaken. Uh, we're yeah. talking August 23rd, Mike. The storylines for War Games are going to start three months before War Games is on TV. Yep. That That is, uh, at least from one perspective, it almost creates uh, 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 an unfair comparison. It's almost apples and oranges. Uh, you know, they're both fruit. But there's, there's two different things going on with the WWE main roster and NXT. But from the flip, there's still a... Like, uh, I know you're, you're actually going against uh, the idea of a formula, but the formula that NXT has built is still something you could copy still something that'll make money um you know I, I, there's so many different arguments to make uh because then you just say well the wwe doesn't need to make their main roster program into nxt programming why well because they own nxt programming so they've mission accomplished there yeah. um but uh I, but the main point there is 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 this three months that they get and this is going to be a huge story they're going to tell that they already, you can make their argument for, started telling a couple weeks ago. Because now that the War Raiders are coming at Undisputed Era again, we already got that tease a couple weeks ago, so they knew. That's that's how great this is. And we ask for this every year. We ask for it every month, really, uh, from the WWE program uh, programming, is to make a story that lasts and have it mean something. And if you go through my blog... That is a never-ending theme for me, and uh, I think we'll get into it later when we talk about Becky Lynch and Charlotte and what a right. fuck in the brain that has been. Um, but they, they're, they're, on, they're on the path. They've been on the path, again, arguably since June, because that's when the War Raiders first attacked uh, Undisputed Era, when it was recorded. So think about that. June! And this is going to go till Survivor Series to war games what it's just yep. it's 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 if it's anything it's the sign for the wwe to to be smarter with their their um their planning you know you, you gotta you gotta think of this stuff ahead of time and stop shooting from the seat of your pants because that's when you you come up with these silly storylines that i'm i that i have the opportunity to write an article that Pretty much listed out all the problems with uh, your SmackDown Women's Champions uh, feud right now, but we'll get to that later. Let's keep focusing yep. on NXT. Mike, uh, you wrote down you want to talk about uh, our all-time favorite, I would say. I'm speaking for you. WWE announcer, Mauro Ronaldo, uh, which I yep. tried to... I, I don't know if, how you feel about this. I was singing a song about uh, tomorrow uh, this morning, or was it yesterday? Does Morrow, can I use that to rhyme with tomorrow? Morrow, like... tomorrow. Yeah, that okay. works for me. Moving on. Uh, he is the best. Is he being wasted, I think, is the best question to ask. Because uh, we all know that Morrow's knocking it out of, the, uh, out of the park every time. 
and that he is uh, doing a show for us. Is he being wasted in NXT, or do you feel you feel satisfied? You feel like uh, you're getting enough pizza out of that pie? Sorry for the food metaphors. It's almost like I don't want to subject him to that three-hour marathon that is Monday Night Raw. Um, and I don't think... Uh, um, goodness gracious me. Who is that... Um, football announcer who uh gus johnson because i've heard comparisons where they say morrow is a little bit like gus johnson with the um kind of hyperbolic kind of a little too much energy yeah um i i don't feel that way at all i feel like when he was calling that uh champa gargano match on saturday that was that was akin to you know some of the great calls that you know if you if you want to go on youtube and look up great wrestling calls you know you're going to be listening to jim ross you know, calling, uh, you know, mankind being broken in half. Yeah. Morrow um, just falling over the desk, you know, calling that, you know, conniving evil Champa. Oh, he's gouging the eyes out. Oh, and he gets his feet up. Oh. Like, you can hear the <laughs> despair in his voice. Yeah. And there's only so much work, like, the crowd can do and the wrestlers can do in the ring. A lot of the times it helps at home to hear the... Um, you know the announce team kind of kind of be the stand-in emotionally for the the viewer. Um, well, how about my thought earlier where I said, uh, you know, are we or not my thought, but my just playing devil's advocate with my question? Um, I I think Morrow's doing the job to make sure that if you are new to NXT, you can feel or at, at this point hear the emotion that should uh, match this match. Uh, forgive me for using match twice, but. Uh, if if you aren't familiar with the the programming, then you're gonna learn that Tommaso Ciampa has done so horrible things. He's done horrible things so evil that it just tears Moro apart. Like it's it's burning him up, and he can't wait yep. to see Ciampa just take it right in the face with Gargano's knee. Ah, yep. And then and then he's broken, you know. And Trampa's standing up like that. Oh, he just uh, oh, kills he's him. on his feet and he will retain the NXT title. No! Like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! No! <laughs> Not again! Um, that would be yeah, great. I, if they could do like an uncensored mar Like they just tell him tonight, man, anything you want. We're calling it triple, you know, N triple XT. Like, whatever you yeah. want to do tonight. That motherfucker, Chapa! Oh! Son of a bitch! Rip oh, his fucking head no. off, Gargano! Do it! Yeah! Suck a big one, Chapa, you bastard! Just, we're gonna, uh. we're gonna have to, I'm gonna split this audio and send it to Amaro and see what he thinks. <laughs> Uh, friend of the show. Yeah, I, I love Morrow. Um, he, he enhances every program. Yeah. Um, we don't do enough drinking when we record. I feel like I'm, I'm actually... Yeah, I'm doing the uh, free product placement here for Pie Hole. A pie one-earing, get it? Pie and earring whiskey. Pie Hole. Mm. It's a apple pie whiskey. Canadian whiskey with apple pie liqueur. Oh, um, 35% alcohol. Pretty nice, pretty nice. Sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Um, like, the other thing I want to talk about, too, with NXT is, um, obviously, Adam Cole 
managing to not murder Ricochet with that airborne <laughs> springboarding moonsaulting super kick into yeah. the throat. Uh, but I, I wanted to throw a couple more big spots yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, one was Kyrie Sane reversing Shayna Baszler's uh, Coquina Clutch into a roll-up. Um, if only because I think we're so um, conditioned that as soon as you see Shayna's finisher, it's over. Um, she's had such a streak of, uh, you know, winning that when you see that hold, you know, they've, they've they've scripted that hold to just be unbreakable, right? You you might get lucky and, you know, uh, nudge a rope, but, you know, you're not going to break out of it. So Kyrie being the first one to, you know, kind of reverse it to her benefit, I, I was doing something bad. I was watching that match while I was operating a motor vehicle, and I audibly went, yeah, when Kyrie flipped over. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad um, if you don't get cut. Yeah, the other two I wanted to throw out there was um, in the tag team title match when Tyler Bates, the Wonderkind, oh my, he uh, twenty one years old. Is he twenty one? Uh, I think that's what they said. Jesus Christ, twenty one. Yeah, German suplexed both members of Undisputed Era in one swoop. God. I mean, he's not a large man. I mean, he's got the the quads, but he's what five nine, five ten. Yeah. Uh, maybe 200 pounds, and he just flipped both those guys over his head. That was incredible. 21 um, years of age. Man, he's got 10 years on us. Jesus. Uh, what's wow. fun is that there is an American musician named Tyler Bate, and he was born in 1965, so that was what I first... That was the first thing that, I That, uh, fun fact, that was the composer of the Watchmen soundtrack. Oh, very cool. Nice. All yeah. right. And uh, um, moving right along. Yeah, I'm going to pop pop <laughs> in a uh, hot tag question here. The last big spot nope. I, I really liked, I know you didn't, maybe you didn't really even notice, uh, but Velveteen Dream in his past couple pay-per-views has been kind of doing callbacks uh, to famous matches. Yeah, you did um, mention this. I, I will admit, I, I, I didn't catch it. I was... And I, I never he, did, like I promised, to go back and watch it, but... Uh, oh, you should. He, uh... So, in the, no. the last one, he, uh... He fought, uh, Ricochet, and they tried to redo the Rock and Hogan face-off from, uh, the O2 WrestleMania. I thought it and looked then, a little uh, more like John Cena Rock. What do you think about that? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, my God. He had the... He had a boa on, you ding-dong! <laughs> Jesus. Um... So this in this past takeover, Velveteen Dream was doing a callback to the Hogan versus Shawn Michaels oversell match from the 05 SummerSlam when Michaels was upset that Hogan uh, refused to take a pin. So Shawn tried to make it a cartoon, and he oversold every single match just to spite Hogan. Um, so I don't think Dream was trying to necessarily, you know, damage EC3's reputation but they did do a few callbacks yeah. like oh very interesting uh, point mike uh let's get more into why velveteen wanted to fuck <laughs> over ec3 <laughs> um so matt what was your favorite spot of the night i'm kind of giving you those but if you had another one in mind uh feel free throw oh, it out there um i mean we can get right back to velveteen my favorite spot of his was when he won the match and he flashed his ass to vince mcmahon and <laughs> triple h and uh, thankfully, I, I took a peek at the NXT spoilers, so Velveteen Dream was not fired. Uh, oh, and, thank God. And by the looks of things, uh, a lot of good on the way. I'll just leave it at that. I uh, I ruined NXT for myself for the next month, but 
I did oh, it. Good. I did it for the show. And anybody who's a Velveteen Dream fan, tune in. Fun, Ooh, fun, fun. That's me, yeah. and I haven't read the spoilers yet. Should Do I not? read them to get all excited? Don't read the spoilers, Mike. Just enjoy it. All right. I've got, I've so got people mean... that are commenting on our Facebook that are spoiling things. So I had to call them out and make fun of them and tease them. I love you to death, but... Damn it, don't spoil the sh- fucking don't show. Don't spoil it's it not on yet. <laughs> it's not real yet. It's not on TV. Um... Yeah, that I I mean look, my favorite spot was was Adam Cole and Ricochet. I don't think I will ever forget that. I can't right now replay the ending of that match in my head, but I could replay that super kick forever. Yep. Um but just you know, just like that, what you know, what thoughts go through my head? You've got the knee to the face to Champa. And and again, you know what this this is a good point. Um, the things that stick with me, I either, I either have to force a spot to stick with me so that we can talk about it, or we can actually just be real here. Like, what do I remember from that night? I remember that kick. I remember Gargano fake ruining his knee. And then I remember Dream swinging his butt to show Vince that he wants to get called up. That's what I remember. And I, 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 at the time, I absolutely loved the tag match. I love the ladies' match, uh, but those are the three moments that are going to stick with me that will, I mean, yeah. they will stick with me. There are so many pay-per-views we've watched, especially since the network has started. I, like, I have to go back and watch them to remember what matches were in that, but I'm going to remember those three moments for a very long time. Anyway, that was yeah. a, that was another point that kind of goes outside of favorite spots and more to the, to the line of how great the show is. Um, yep. But, I mean, uh, did you want to talk about another spot? Because I know you mentioned I think, those I think spots. You, I think you hit the, the nail right on the head there. Or, or you hit the ricochet right with the Adam Cole super kick. Yeah. Uh, that with the uh, champa head with my Gargano knee. Yeah. <laughs> you Sorry, hit the <laughs> Tyler Bates double German suplex right onto all of Undisputed Era. Um, you hit the Mamma Mia with uh, Mauro Ronaldo's vocal cords. <laughs> you hit the Kyrie Sane turning herself into a reverse pretzel right into Shayna Baszler's shoulders for a coquina roll-up. Uh, <laughs> I thought uh, you're absolutely right. Adam Cole's super kick is going to go down as one of the great moments. Um, at least in our, it, definitely in our wrestling history, but probably in you know NXT lore. Yeah. Uh, or when Adam Cole gets his call up, you know, you're going to be showing that moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ricochet, Ricochet, that wasn't even his only awesome, crazy visual spot oh, yeah. in that match. Yeah. Uh, when he, uh, when he, uh, launched himself over the top rope and Hurricane Ronald, uh, Adam Cole onto the mat and then threw him back in the ring, um, to finish him off with the 650, um, also incredible, but... One quick thing I wanted to touch on, yeah. and it's something that, you know, when we go back and forth, you know, why why do you guys keep tooting NXT's horn over SummerSlam? I, I don't know if they force these guys to do scripts. Like, all right, at, you know, every, you know, four and a half intervals, I need you to do a pinfall. I need to see it. When Adam Cole super kicked Ricochet's throat into oblivion, he didn't even go for a pin. Matt, 
He didn't even go for a pin. Yeah. On the coolest spot you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> he did the Stone Cold, like, one of my favorite things. I love when Stone Cold used to do this, when he would desperately try to, oh, I gotta get one more moving. And he would kind of, like, run over to you with, on his knees with his arms up in the air, like, Woo! Like, doing the crazy, you know, f- flailing arms, inflatable tomb band. Because um, Adam Cole super kicked Ricochet's throat into the stratosphere. And then he did his Stone Cold scamper and still picked him up and dropped him skull first onto his knee. And then went for a pin. And it feels like... You know what? I, I don't know if they make those WWE guys do that, but... I know where you're going when that when, when when Ricochet kicked out, I I was shocked. Like I I, I was astounded. You're concerned. I was I was Ron, I was Ron Burgundy. That, you know, um, I'm shocked. I'm hurt. I can't believe this just happened. <laughs> um, because uh, you don't you know if he kicked out of the super kick, that's one move. But you know, doing both of them back together. All right, he's he's done. This is Adam Cole, Bebe, um. You know, he's the reigning champ. We want to keep Undisputed Era momentum going. You know, Ricochet still put on a good show. But, man, they they let him kick out of that incredible once-in-a-lifetime maneuver. And so the what you're telling the, the fans at Brothers of Discussion, you're concerned that Ricochet is becoming the new Roman Reigns. That's interesting. Uh, now, oh if we want to get into that, I, I just I, I think there's already a Roman Reigns 2.0 in Charlotte Flair. And I'm, I'm just teasing this to death because I'm just so fucking angry about that. No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> I just want to credit the way it's not just... Um, it's not just that it's a shorter show and, it again, it feels like Lord of the Rings when you're like, man, you know, we finally lit all the fires. You know, let's lit, light the fires of Rohan. Like, yeah. you know, it's this once in a lifetime you're going to get all these guys on one card. It's, it's those those little details right where adam cole didn't just go for a quick pin he's like i'm gonna finish this guy off and he you know dropped him on his knee and ricochet still had an incredible kick out yeah i I think it it goes to show that they're they're not they're not forgetting who these guys are and where they've come from and uh it's another thing to like uh cassius ono uh is talking about it that uh he feels, you know, when he when he showed up, uh, you know, that was the big thing. You know, I'm I'm Cassius Ono is here, uh, but what, you know, what is he now? He he gets forgotten, but the the lighter side of that is is uh, you know, there's always new things coming to NXT, and uh, I think this also might be a sign that Adam Cole is gonna be moving on up. Ooh, baby. maybe maybe. Um, one, one quick thing here, cause I know we're already almost at a half hour, um, yeah, we haven't for the much, the... much shorter show. We haven't done Raw, SmackDown, Summer uh, Slam. the baby episode NXT, or God forbid the seven hour extravaganza that is SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of, we kind of ran through who, who won, uh, Velveteen Dream went over, uh, Kyrie went over, uh, Champa went over, um, Ricochet went over and then Undisputed Era. In defeat, in defeat, you had Mustache Mountain, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Shayna Baszler, and EC3. Um, Correct. Met in defeat. True. Oh. Who, who do you think proved themselves the most in defeat? 
Well, I here's the thing. I'm the only one that can answer this because there's only one true answer, and I'll start by talking about the other people that lost. Um, Adam Cole did not need the victory, uh, and he's built. He is at the top of the food chain right now, even with the loss. So whatever he did was only going to build Ricochet that much more. And I, I think the same thing, even though Gargano hasn't been a champion for us yet, I think he his character's done. The next step for him is moving to the main roster uh, and possibly beating Champa. But even to that end, I don't think that means he's staying with NXT that much longer is the weird part. Uh, so that's actually confusing when I started thinking about it. But th again, Gargano didn't need to be built. I think both of those guys, if you were playing an RPG on PlayStation 4, they're maxed out for their NXT yep. characters. They have to buy the DLC to go past level 40. That yep. brings me to uh, Shayna again. I think uh, she's actually getting the call up as well. I think that's happening before Survivor Series because uh, we're going to need a four-on-four -four match. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I do know what you're saying. And then uh, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't think that match did a lot for Mustache Mountain. Uh, and wow. I don't know. I Hey, when you lose twice in a row and one of them is one of your guys giving up, I'm not saying it hurts them. They are pretty high up uh, when it comes to the rankings there. I don't know how you want to term it. It's not really rankings, but it's... You know, who's who's a team you believe in? Um, yeah. But with that, my first thought wasn't they need a rematch. My first thought was, all right, let's move on to the next team. And the War Raiders right. made that, you know, I, I think anything that could have happened for Mustache Mountain was taken away because the War Raiders came and destroyed Undisputed Era. So even in right. their own victory, they look weak. So the answer is EC3. Oh, my God. Um, well, I'm going to say EC3, uh, that was one I, I really thought he was going to beat Velveteen Green, because Velveteen's I... a bit, he's a baby, um, here's... You know, I mean, youth, youthful, uh, I don't know how many victories he really needs, what were you going to say? Well, this, this is the thing, you got to look at this from the, um, uh, like our perspective and not, not like the, um, what do I want to say here? Because it's hard to term it. Because uh, it's not just the regular... It's not the hardcore pro wrestling fan. It's not the guy like me that has gone out and I read spoilers for the next NXT tapings. Uh, it. It's it's for the guy that watches Raw and when someone comes out, they're like, oh my god. Oh, jeez. They're actually here. That is... That's unbelievable. Um, you know, for that guy, uh, it, this match didn't do much for EC3. But for us... What we saw was a guy that came in with a lot of hype. And you would expect that Velveteen, who's been here for a while, would actually kind of give the nod to EC3 because we know EC3 is probably main roster ready. They just right. need to wait till there's a spot for him. So right. what EC3 showed me was that he's okay with giving the nod to these other guys. No matter what his character is, no matter him being the 1%, uh... He knows how this business works, and uh, there there wasn't in any part of that match did he make you know even with the win for Velveteen did he make Velveteen look weak. Uh, so for for me for respecting a guy that much more and the amount of effort he put into a, a match that was going to somewhat continue a losing streak or a nothing streak uh, a non 
winning streak. Um, all all respect and power to him. I'm happy, yeah. and I think I think what it does is bodes well for a character that uh, came in thinking the the best of himself, and now it'll be a character that's down on his luck, and we'll see how he can rebound, and maybe. Does he need to change that personality? He could still be a cocky asshole, but you know, maybe it's maybe it's got to turn around to stop being, you know, for sure I'm gonna win every match. Um, yeah. You know that feud as a whole too. I think EC3 walked into that match getting the better of Velveteen in every angle, like uh, every promo they did. So that, from that perspective, EC3. Wow. I uh, I'm actually almost 100 percent. The opposite. I thought uh, Shayna did did the least in defeat. It's it sounds like you know she's um, in a way it's it just means that she's done with NXT pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know they just kind of said, well, you're you dominated the division now your storyline's kind of over. Um, EC3 for me he goes at my favorite match of his. Uh, you're right. You know he's. I don't know how much he really has to prove in NXT. I think it's just about he, they want him in that WWE brand for a little bit before they, you know, uh, drop him on the, um, you know, main roster, you know, to a crowd that might not have known him. Like, you yeah. and I are, are guilty of that. We didn't know very much about him, but what little we've seen, we're like, wow, this guy's got it. He knows how to do the promos. Uh, he knows how to get over. He's funny. Um, he's got the look. You know, he's got enough wrestling moves. Um, he's going to be fine. He's 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 going to do much better than Bobby Roode. Um, I, don't, I don't think this guy's ever going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, Gargano, uh, I'm kind of going, you know, almost almost in reverse order here. He, uh, you know, he, it's, it's another chapter. This yeah. isn't one where we even think that he's going to win. I don't think either of us thought he's going to come out on top. Um. You know, this is still building up to WrestleMania, so that's that's still on that trajectory. Right. Um, Adam Cole didn't need the win. Um, I think he's gonna have an interesting career because I don't think he's ever gonna have like a monster win streak. I kind of see him doing things like this. Um, you know, he wasn't a guy who came into this match undefeated at pay per views. You know, he's he's lost at pay per views already um, at takeovers, but he's just so over it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, they're just going to think about, you know, him doing his, you know, I'm the champ where he puts his fists together over his shoulder and, you know, congratulates himself and, you know, does these crazy super kick spots and does his Adam Cole babies and gets the crowd going. He's, he's, he bleeds Jericho blood. He's going to be fine. Um, honestly, for me, the one who proved the most was Mustache Mountain. Um, you know, Trent Seven's just kind of the beef, and he looks a little bit like Tyler Bates, so that's why he's, you know, they're teamed up together. But yeah, Tyler impressed the fuck out of me. Um, it wasn't just, you know, that cool double German suplex spot. Um, you know, his lariats look really good. Um, his his strong style wrestling, I, I mean, I would almost put it up there with Brock. If Brock lost, you know, about 150 pounds, that's how he would fight. I mean, they're doing the Germans, they're doing the stiff uh, slaps, um, knife edge chops, uh, but this guy can fly. You know, he's really good in the air. I, I don't know who, how they found this guy, but I, 
Tyler, I, I, I really see the moon for this guy. I, I hope he doesn't get stuck on 205 Live. He deserves more than that. I, I think he deserves that ricochet treatment. Um, but I, I was really impressed with Mustache Mountain. They, they are absolutely um, going to be in a little bit of trouble as far as the tag team division hierarchy goes. Um, this definitely looks like, you know, I don't, I don't know if um, Undisputed Era's days are numbered here. Um, once, you know, now that Adams lost his title, um, Undisputed Era is probably going to, you know, let the um, uh, let the forebears be the War Raiders. I don't know what's next for him, but I, I do know if, if Mustache Mountain is, is on the card, I'm excited to see him. They impressed me a lot this past Saturday, so um, kudos to them. No, I mean, uh, you make you make great points. I, I guess, uh, you know, from my perspective, it's it's uh, what I see coming forward or coming in the future for both of those teams. I don't see a lot for Mustache Mountain, uh, but I do see I do see a lot for EC3. I think I think a loss like that, like he took to to Velveteen, um, it, you know, it says a lot to the company, but it also means. That there's something interesting coming from uh, from a storyline there because we know he's too big, he's too charismatic, he's got too much energy for them to to keep him down. Um, what kind of energy? Big D dick. Yeah. Woo. All right. Yeah. All right. So moving on, let's give this a second. Maybe we could get like a song put in here because it is time. To discuss SummerSlam and the main roster. <laughs> I'm stealing that from other podcasts I listen to that do that. Um, apologies for stealing from podcasts. Uh, so, Mike, you wrote this. I want you to explain it for me. Multiple squash matches is the reason you you answered your own question. Why was SummerSlam a success? <laughs> Um, go ahead, go ahead and explain that for the brothers of discussion fans who are thinking, man, this is just a stupid WWE show. Go. <laughs> well, SummerSlam is is a slog. You don't get to use the word slog very often. Yeah. Um, it's usually about twelve matches. Everybody gets about fifteen minutes. Um, or you and got... like we talked, like we talked about earlier, it's kind of that Elizabethan dance where everybody gets a turn. You know, we all, let's change spots, and now it's your turn to take 15 minutes. There's a few false finishes, then a finisher, one quick kick out, and then the other guy wins victory, and then the next person in the center. Like, that's more like, the, for me. like in the 50s when they had that dance trend where you all line up, and then you go down the line of people, and you and your partner just kind of do something wacky while you run down the line. I feel like it's more that dance move than Elizabethan. Because everybody was dancing at this. That's more like Royal Rumble. Or if you want to talk about the pay-per-views as a whole, when you when you switch partners, that's more Elizabethan. Well, go ahead. I think we lost Mike. All right, everybody. Uh, the uh, God brothers damn discussion. It, it's a different out. dance move. You <laughs> son of a bitch. All right. Um, what I liked, um, you know, this was part of the SummerSlam that that. Um, you know, routed away from that usual um, MO, if you will. Um, we had multiple squash matches. So it wasn't, you know, you had to sit there and wait for them to take turns slugging each other. And, you know, the face gets the upper hand, and then the heel kind of tumbles out of the ring, and the baby face gives chase, and 
Oh, look at that. The heel has turned the tables. And then the heel is stomping away. And then there's a big hot finish at the end. And whoa, false finish. Oh, no finishers yet. Just a big prelude to a finisher. Then the finisher. Then we all applaud. Yay. No. We had three instances where it was like, fuck that. We're putting over the big guy. All right? So we literally had that in Braun versus Kevin. That was probably, you know... Uh, we all wanted to see Kevin Owens put up a fight. Uh, one of the members of the Brothers of Discussion, who will go unnamed, actually picked Kevin to win this match. And the Universal Ooh. title. I, look, Ooh. this is bad. a big, big offer there. That, um, this is the problem. I, I want to speak on that, because obviously it's me. It's Matt. I didn't name it. Okay, it's Matt. So, Damn it. Okay. This does so much bad for the WWE. Because now we've let everyone know that there's only one competitor for Braun Strowman, and that's Roman Reigns. Now, yes. like, because Kevin Owens got squashed like that, there is no one else on the roster that can come close besides Roman Reigns, who's already beat uh, Braun. Now, if we were to play the game of, like, well, if Roman beat Braun, then Roman could also squash Kev. You know, like, we can't do that. But we can play the Braun Strowman can crush anybody that's smaller than kevin owens which kevin's it's a, a, lot. It's a lot of the roster yeah so i that was an absolute travesty for the rest I, i'm not gonna say the roster i'm gonna say the rest of braun Strowman's career and the creative team Woo! because what they've now done is put us at this fork in the road because this has been brought up by some of the brothers of discussion community and some of this i don't want at all but because nobody is going to be a good opponent for Braun, you either have to dumb him down to Big Show and Kane's level, where everyone can beat them, or you just continue the way you're going, and Braun will never lose. Which in turn makes the shield, uh, you know, you have to have the shield, but we'll get to that in a minute. Mike, I think this match couldn't have been booked more poorly i it 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 to me screams that dean ambrose became an option and they said well shit then we can have braun Strowman keep we can have braun Strowman keep the titles because we'll just put the shield back together that match screams like an absolute like just turn of the hat flip of the coin like that was all right let's make it uh let's chase the whole match right now Brown, you're just going to kick the shit out of Kevin Owens. All right, go, 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 go. Like, if I'm wrong, and that's that's not what happened, and for, what, three, four months, they had Kevin Owens and Braun feuding, and then this yep. is the end? Come on. Like, there's well, no way that was the plan from day one. This, this uh, is a waste of Kevin Owens. This is a waste of four months of our time. Like, would you give a crap? Like, we talked last week about how Kevin Owens never takes a feud off. And I know this isn't where you wanted to go with this conversation, but this match makes me so goddamn angry. Uh, we talked about how Kevin Owens doesn't take a feud off. Is this what he deserved for that? Not only are you not going to be in any title picture, but you will be absolutely embarrassed to the point we won't know where to put you next. Because you are so far down the roster now. Who's an opponent I mean, for him? We've seen some really good uh, moments out of Kevin and Braun. Um, you know, doing the doing the uh, frog splash onto Braun at the Money in the Bank. Yes. Um, when they had their 
their moment on top of the cage when Braun threw Kevin off the top onto a table. Um, I mean, at this point, Kevin Owens, he's so good at keeping himself at the top of the card. Um, and this is a way for him to, you know, eat a pin from Braun. But still, you know, you, you still kind of have him in the back of your mind. Like, anytime Braun's about to have success, is Kevin Owens going to come in and ruin that? Um, I, because ultimately, I, my how many times, if, if Kevin won, obviously Braun's going to want revenge. And how many times is Kevin, as the champion, going to be able to run away from Braun? Um, I, I don't think it's as big of a nightmare. I think it's just something that keeps Kevin Owens around Braun, credibly, for both guys. Because... Owens is still going to do some, uh, you know, some plotting and scheming behind Braun's back. And Braun is still going to dominate him because he should dominate everybody on the roster except for maybe Brock and Roman. That's true. And I do have a it question also for meant you, that Ron. Braun was at ringside for the Roman Reigns and Lesnar right. match. So that didn't get booed for 20 minutes. Right. And that's where I so. feel like it was an off-the-cuff kind of decision. Um, like that figures into it but I, I just like the point that Braun Strowman is unbeatable now goes to the fact that Kevin Owens wasn't even smart enough to come up with a plan to win a, a match where if he was or if Braun was disqualified he would have won the title like now there isn't even we don't even have heels that are smart enough to win that match where all that needed to happen, and what I said in my article, was that Jinder Mahal would just walk out and punch Kevin Owens. Boom. You've got a new money in the bank holder. Like, Miz beat Daniel Bryan. And he should not beat Daniel Bryan. But he did. And that, he did it with his heel tactics. He had his brass knucks. Punch him in the head. Now, I mean... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, like, I know, like but you're kind of operating in a bubble, though. Like, you're you're too concerned with protecting Kevin Owens when really what we needed to do was make the Lesnar-Roman Reigns... Like, the Lesnar-Roman Reigns angle. That's, they tried to make the main event as interesting as possible. Well, then you and gotta, Kevin Owens, you gotta we take love him, but... Step, you know, have, I... You'd have I to take I another step watch back. Them. The, the, the real problem is that they made Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That's the problem. Because now Kevin Owens looks weak because you needed to have Braun Strowman stand outside of the ring? He doesn't look what? weak. He lost to the biggest man in the company. Oh, I I will definitely Kevin Owens is is untouchable. I mean, he's already been a champion. He's you know he's going to be able to sell any match with his you know promo skills. He's fine. I don't know. A five second match is not what Kevin Owens is built for. I I think he's more of a, a Miz. Like I I can get pretty close, and then me cheating is what will you know will win. And your victory comes from overcoming my cheating. Um, I know, but Braun can't have, you know, a 20-minute match against Kevin Owens for that, that briefcase because that makes Braun look like less of a person. He's used to fighting, you know, three or four people at a time. Or right. Money in the Bank, he's basically fighting six other people at the same time. No, and so now I, he's I, just going to fight Kevin Owens I alone with, and struggle with it? I agree with that. He can't fight for 20 minutes, but he's our Money in the Bank holder, and eventually he's going to hold that Universal title... And he's going to have five-second matches. 
I like. I don't want Roman Reigns to lose the title now. That match with Finn Balor on Monday night, it's a damn good match. We give Finn, or we give Braun Strowman that title, which everyone is begging for right now. Ugh. And if Kevin Owens had won, those matches would have been great. Give him the Universal title again? Sure, they end with some heel tactics at the end. Oh, yeah, but they wouldn't have but... been five-second matches. Yeah, but Kevin, he fills he fills a different role. Like he had the the universal belt just to you know they gave him that rub to say hey this guy is you know we value him a lot on the roster. But yeah. right now, right now is not Kevin Owens' time. Like we've built Braun up this long, you got to give him something. You got to give him the the briefcase. You're gonna give him an opportunity to cash in. I'm fine with now we have Braun versus the Shield because Braun just versus Roman is still kind of the way it's been booked, you know, still in Braun's favor. Let's get the Shield back together, try to even the odds a little bit with two more, um, you know, credible wrestlers. I, yes, it's not great for Kevin Owens, but I think storyline-wise, I'm I'm more intrigued to see Braun versus you know the most dominant faction since I don't know maybe you know, DX or NWO before they went bananas with adding members. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it because the, for me, the end, the end result in the storyline is Braun versus the shield, which is, which is a pretty big time bout and Kevin Owens versus the shield was, you know, it's nothing. The shield would win, but Braun versus those three guys seeing who maybe Braun recruits. That's, that's something I'm interested in. That's new. I'm, I'm interested to see that. And I and I I don't know if that goes against his character though to recruit someone. Uh, well, it won't I, be like a traditional of... "I need help," but you know it'll probably be like common enemies kind of thing. Yeah, I I just I, I think the casualties here are everyone that's not a part of the Shield, Kevin Owens, especially especially if it ends up being Braun McIntyre and Dolph. I don't even know how you. You know, don't start drooling over that. You know, three on three. That's that's a really cool concept, I think. I know that would mean Braun would have to be a little bit more heelish, but I mean, if you're getting the Shield against you know three guys that you know we're pretty big fans of, and you know we've we've bought paraphernalia of, that's those are money matches, I think. Yeah. I don't want to see mean, you know like, Kevin Owens you know calling Sami Zayn back or yeah. calling Jinder Mahal back. You know, this this is going to be a big-time match. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a potentially big three-on-three. Three. You know, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, I, I'll just... My, my final thing is I, I just... I'm not arguing that right now the Shield is not great. And I, I, I my article I wrote on BOD Podcast says that. I, I love that the Shield are together. And I love what they're about to do with Braun. My worry is what we did to get to this point and then what it's going to look like afterwards. That's those are my concerns, and I, I will continue to have those concerns until we actually oh, see what happens. I, I understand your concerns. I mean, we've you know we've seen our beloved Neville just fall from grace, right? Um, but if anybody can get through this, it's Kevin. Um, Kevin's lost feuds to Jesus uh, Goldberg, uh, who's you know eighty five years old. He's lost feuds to. Ah, geez, you name it. Uh, but he's he's still come back, and I, I think he's gonna be okay. And I I didn't I understood the booking. I know why because they want to move you know Braun forward in the title picture, main main event title picture. 
I'm okay with it. I, I, I like this match. I didn't love it like I did the Ronda versus Alexa match. Um, cause Alexa should not, you know, it's the whole, we, we talked, yeah. we talked about a couple weeks in a row now, Daniel Bryan with credibility. What does it look like for the guy in the nosebleed section? There's no way Ronda should have had a 15, 20 minute, you know, got, you know, Iron Woman match with Alexa. It's, it's not going to happen. That's not how Alexa wrestles. Um, Ronda should have dominated her and this is going to be pretty interesting going forward. It's going to be tough to find Ronda, you know, real competition. Um, but, you know, she's the baddest woman on the planet against arguably the smallest woman on the roster. So it went the way it did, and I, I was okay with that. But easily, the best squash match was Finn Balor breaking out the, the demon garb yeah, um, to beat up the constable Baron Corbin. Um, I think when Corbin came out, you know, you you're gonna have your normal reaction for Finn Balor, but when the extra elongated entrance music started, people lost their minds. Um, we popped in the living room. We were really excited to see Finn bust that out for me for us. Um, yeah, it was kind of funny. Like we were like asking each other, "Is this the normal noise? Is this this is Demon Finn, right? This isn't like yeah. normal Finn Balor. This is Demon Finn Balor." Because we. It's almost like you forgot how it worked, and when you started hearing it, you... I don't know, it just... It worked, it clicked, but then you are It's like you didn't believe it either. Like, what? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, the only thing is, you know, like, back in the day with Undertaker, you know, he would lose matches, and it was maybe because somebody knocked over his ceremonial urn, or, you know, he's distracted by somebody torturing Paul Bearer. Yeah. Um, when... Are we... <laughs> Are we ever going to get an explanation for why Finn doesn't harness the powers of the demon, like, for every big-time match? Why does he use it to put out the constable, Baron Corbin, but the next night he has a one-on-one -on -one feud for the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns? And he's like, nah, I got this. Yeah, he. I mean, he comes out as Smiley McSmilerson. Uh, I, I just, it's it's confusing as hell, and I, I think, uh, you know, I, I asked you in our show notes, uh, you know, and I'll ask you now. You know, is that is that gonna ruin the mystique of Demon Balor, knowing that it's a simple choice for Finn to just put on some paint, and now, now he's the demon, and he can win any match. Uh, or I mean, I mean, it's like watching uh, it's like watching cartoons when we were kids, and you have, you know, they're they're in the Power Rangers. They would have like their own Zords, but when they turned into Megazord, they would win. So why right. would they go through this rigmarole every episode of getting their asses kicked for five minutes as not Megazord? <laughs> and then they're yeah. just like, all right, let's let's do it. I I guess like that's kind of. It worked. Power yeah, Rangers has been on for, you know, 30 years, so it's not the worst I mean, I get, in the world. I get that it's a bother, and I'm sure, you know, Finn, uh, they don't want him to be in that same mold like he's the boogeyman. You know, he would do that, you know, the makeup and the scary stuff every single, you know, Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, they don't want him to be a, you know, a sideshow gimmick. They want to take him a little bit seriously, you know. Um, but... I feel like at some point we gotta get something. We gotta get something. Uh, we gotta learn, you know, maybe it, 
you know, it's like relapsing, like maybe it damages Finn Balor, the man. Yeah. Um, like uh, when Nightcrawler teleports, like he can't, he can't just keep doing it. It takes, it takes, uh, you know, his, his person out of him. So he's got to like. Yeah, recoup. he loses, he loses mana. Right. Yeah. Um, or, you know, like in the first X-Men movie, when Rogue asks Wolverine, does it hurt? You know, and he pops his claws out and he just says, every time. You know, maybe it hurts uh, Balor's soul or something like that. And I know they don't want to get too, you know, science fiction-y. You know, they already, you know, kind of have, um, you know, Bray Wyatt doing stuff like that. But yeah. you got to give us something. I mean, he's it's undefeated with the war paint on. I'm going to pretend you asked me a hot tag question. Um, I, I feel like they could do something like the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Like, uh... Like he does, like he has like a mul- he has multiple personalities, and when he is the demon, you know, like that's he is stronger, he is faster, you know, he can climb up walls. Yeah, like that would be really cool if that was what it turned out to be. Um, and and if they, you know, they want to get away from the supernatural, I get it. But then you know, Impact Wrestling is running kids over, so go for <laughs> it. <I> just- yep. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, it's confusing as hell. I, I hope that they can find a better solution than just going, well, well, we're out of paint. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're out Sorry, of paint. Sorry, Finn. Oh, I mean, uh, the rest of the SummerSlam card was pretty strong. Um, uh, you know, we liked watching Seth and Dolph, um, uh, you know, pull the curtain. Um, obviously New Day and, uh, Bludgeon Brothers put out a pretty fun show. Um, didn't turn out so great for Rowan. He got injured, so they yeah. Bludgeoned Brothers had to drop the titles on the televised SmackDown. Um, you know, he had AJ and Samoa Joe smashing each other over, uh, poor Wendy Styles. we're calling her. Uh, I guess her new adopted name is Styles. Yeah, um, we don't, we don't need fans <laughs> Facebook searching the real Wendy. No. <laughs> right, uh, and you know what's crazy Wendy. is we're our, yeah. Um, we're an hour five into this show. We haven't even talked about the Roman Reigns era officially beginning. It's something we've wanted for a while now, just at least to be done with the Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, they handled that really well. Kurt Angle telling uh, Paul Heyman, "There's no chance in hell Brock's getting a rematch." I mean, we know that Brock, the person, has zero interest in that rematch, but right. <laughs> it, it was still fun to watch them write that into the show, like, because Kurt Angle is the GM, there's no way Brock's getting a rematch. Um, but I, I, I just, I think we want to get back to the Shield, right? And will, you asked the question, will the reunion of the Shield boost Roman Reigns' career? Is that where you wanted to go? No. You're hesitating. Not There's at all. no answer. This is bad podcasting. Yeah. There you go. Not well, at all, man. Say what no. you yeah. Um, okay, take it away. No, uh it, it's 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 just it's it's something that finally opens up the, the possibilities, like the realm of possibilities. Instead of, you know, maybe we'll see Brock in three months, maybe we'll yeah. see him in six months. Yeah, we're actually be... gonna see your champion on TV every week. <laughs> That's Roman's mantra. I'm here every goddamn week. I clock in and I'm here. I'm gonna be a dick. Wouldn't right. it be great if everyone if he took looked three like months they off? were a formidable opponent to the Universal Champion? Wouldn't that be great? 
I think it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I don't think we've seen the last of Finn Balor. Um, fighting. Well, no, Roman I'm talking Reigns. about. No, no, no. I mean, Braun Strowman eventually winning the title. I was. Oh. I was being a dick about that. Um, okay. Yeah. No, no I, it's. You I, know I, what? You know what? It's something that for us, I don't think we have a lot of debate or discussion. I'm just happy that it happened. I'm. I'm intrigued to see what they do with Roman going forward. He's gonna have, you know, a real laundry list of uh, possibilities here. Hopefully ending up with, you know, some battles against Drew McIntyre. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, this is what we wanted. We This is just like when we talked about Gar- Gargano and Champa. Just sit back and enjoy it. This is Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. This is uh, Stone Cold versus The Rock. Just enjoy it. There isn't, there's nothing to complain about. This is the area we've been waiting for. You know, it's not to say that we want to see him hold the belt for five years or some absurdly long reign, but right. this is a guy who is on the program. You know, give him... I know a lot of people give him heck about, you know, does he really have good matches? Yeah, he does have good pay-per-view matches. He's taken a hell of a lot of beatings from Brock. He's put on incredible shows with... Man, even the big show Whoa. in his late 40s. Oh, shit. Um, uh, sorry, there's a massive spider... Oh, get it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so big. All right. Uh, take a picture of that bad boy. All right. Um, but uh, we're in the, mi- we're in the midst of it. I don't think there's a lot of complaining to do. No, yeah. Like, anybody that's still bitching about Roman Reigns and then the first night, you know, we get it. He's not actually in the back going, please, can I have a match with Finn Balor? That's his assignment for the night. But damn right. it. He did his fucking job! He did it! Yep. Mike, we had a Universal Champion report to work and do his job, and because of that, we got to see Finn Balor fight in a Universal title match. And now we yep. officially can't complain about him not getting a rematch, uh, because it's all done. It's, it's you know, we're done. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that like that's, that's something we've been waiting for, and it finally happened because we weren't just waiting for that, uh, you know, for Brock to maybe... Maybe come to a Monday Night Raw and fight. Um, you know, it's funny. There were even rumors. Uh, you know, wrestling rumors are the absolute worst. I'd say about maybe 1% of them actually come true, especially the ones that are, you know, clickbait all day on Mondays and Tuesdays. Brock yeah. Lesnar's scheduled to fight for the first time on Monday Night Raw in blah, blah, blah years. Nope, not even there. And I never even thought for a second he would show up. But... But nope. that's that's the that's the fact. That's what you deal with with Brock Lesnar and with Roman Reigns. You get a guy that's that's on your TV every week already. Um, and you know what? Uh, another thing, the Universal Title is not that ugly. Can I just say it's okay they made a title that looked different from the rest? I mean, is it that bad? It's red. It's for Monday Night Raw. I don't know. I, there's a lot of hate for it, and I don't, I don't get it. I think it's just, I think it's the game that wrestling fans like to play. That WWE doesn't know what they're doing, even though they make more money than any wrestling. What they need to do is let Kyle O'Reilly hold it and do some air guitar on it. And yeah, then you'd love it. Understand how cool it is. Ah. Yep. 
I don't know. Uh, last, uh, I think there's... the last thing we want to talk about this week is uh, easily the biggest issue for you. I think you got most emotional about this. Um, is the storyline with Charlotte Flair going over at SummerSlam? Yes. Um, and Becky Lynch, you know, not not getting the big crowning moment that we thought we all thought she was going to get. Uh, well, Matt, what were your what were your initial feelings when you saw Charlotte go over? Uh, right away, it just. I don't know. At the at the very second that she won, um, it wasn't that bad. But the more I keep thinking about it, that's when it got worse. Um, you check out my article on bodpodcast.com. I just posted uh, today at around six o'clock. Yes. Oh wait, I shouldn't say today because this episode's probably not going up till tomorrow. So that would be August twenty fourth. I posted it. This episode's going up on Saturday the twenty fifth. Anyways. <clears throat> Mike, the thing I don't like <clears throat> is that we're being told who the face is and who the, the who the heel is when I think it's pretty obvious who the fans are cheering for. And how is this not turning into another Roman Reigns issue where the problems that surface from that are you need to run over a guy like Kevin Owens so that you can have Braun Strowman stand in front of the ring so that people don't boo their heads off during a match. Is that really worth it? And on top of that, Mike, let me ask you this. <clears throat> is Charlotte Flair the blonde, busty, uh, coming from rich blood, is that the champion that our young children should have to look up to? Uh, I just, I'm not seeing it. She's already been a heel before. We know her pedigree. I, I, it's, she acts like she owes it, and of course, let's not forget the storyline is that she fucked her, fucked over her best friend. Her best, her quote-unquote best friend gets a title match at SummerSlam. So what does Charlotte do? She goes and puts herself in the match, and then the pin goes on her best friend. While she's getting the victory over Carmella... She comes in and runs a natural selection, which is a nice callback to her pedigree. <laughs> yeah. And then pins Becky. So basically what we're learning is that you should be a spoiled brat and you'll become the queen of whatever you want as long as your last name is recognizable. I don't spoiled know that... Brat? Spoiled brat? Spoiled brat? Last I checked, Charlotte won a qualifying match all on her own. Hey, okay, you gotta she whine. didn't use her name to cash it in. She used all her right? name Charlotte to Charlotte Flair won fair face. and square, and then Becky Lynch couldn't seal the deal, so Charlotte swooped in. All right, delivered a little natural selection. Bickety bam, we got a new champ. Woo! <laughs> How's that feel? You know, you sound you sound like a Charlotte Mark, so I know what I'm dealing with here. But Mike, you, you can't... sound like the typical Becky Lynch whiny pants. No, don't get mad. Hey, you know what? This is about you can Charlotte. Go, hey, hey, you know what? You can be the Toronto Raptors. All right, I'm gonna be LeBron James and win titles. All right, how's that feel? <laughs> go ahead and grumble all you want, Toronto Raptors. You're just you're pretty good. All right, but you're not the best. You're not the queen of the WWE Monday Night SmackDown roster. 
Right, but it, it comes um, back. It, this is all. It's not just those one points. You're missing that they're telling us who the face is and who the heel is. So sorry, I'm burping here. Um, like they're creating another Roman Reigns situation. So not only am I making the argument that Charlotte doesn't necessarily meet like a, the specifications that should be their ult- like. This is our ultimate target for the the person that kids should look up to as a role model. I don't think she meets that character-wise or, like, in physical appearance. We're asking kids to look up to the tall, busty blonde. Um, you're, that- you're not thinking big picture. If you make Charlotte the heel again and make her the, the you know, do another heel turn, that's another long reign with her holding the belt. If you make Becky Lynch the heel and suddenly anything goes, this just is... It only benefits her in the long run. That no. means she's probably going to find some way to win the women's title and hold on to it for a while. But you're, you can't you're, keep recycling the Charlotte storyline. I, no, I, I understand that, but you're missing my point. What The problem is is that they're creating another Roman Reigns situation, and we don't need that. The women's division doesn't need that. I... No, I've, they're I've, not creating a Roman Reigns situation. It's it's just a you have to do you had to lose a battle to win the war, so ultimately you you, you had to do this to Becky so that you really get the crowd Mike, invested. Like, ugh, you're talking ugh, about not Charlotte again, Mike. You're talking you want, about the Charlotte now. Becky's gonna win. She's already pinned Becky in Rus- at WrestleMania, and Charlotte has taken down Oscar's undefeated streak and will ultimately be the reason that Asuka's leaving was because they yeah, had let, let me the, because they had to give Charlotte the victory they're creating a monster right now no I mean you know how Vince operates he doesn't want to have you know you know what now it's this person's turn you know let Daniel Bryan he beat John Cena it's Daniel Bryan's turn to be the champion no he wants you to need Daniel Bryan to be the champion. So that's why he has Randy Orton cash in, and you got to wait six months before Daniel has his big moment at WrestleMania. If Becky had won on, on Sunday, it, it would have been nice, but it would have just kind of felt like her turn. You know, the faces don't typically hold the belts for very long. Um, I know AJ Styles is kind of an exception right now, but, you know, most of the other titles are, you know, they usually circulate around a heel's waist, and they, they work better that way. So, ultimately, if you want to have a long run with Becky, this was an absolute necessary evil. You had to turn her heel. It had to be a big moment at SummerSlam. You didn't want to waste it on an episode of SmackDown. Um, And you didn't want to go back to the well with Charlotte, you know, just just turning heel and being dominant and sneering again. Yeah. Um, The roster already has, you know... uh, It's already kind of lacking in faces. I mean, we basically, before the turn... You had Becky, Charlotte, um, Naomi, and then Asuka. That was it. Um, now you're basically losing one of the best ones, and now Becky. I don't. I wouldn't worry about her too much being a heel. She's probably going to be one of the gray area middle ground heels. Um, but it's going to bode well. I'm. I'm willing to let this one marinate for a little while because now you're going to have some real emotion behind that Becky win rather than. This is the right thing. It's it's her turn. She deserves it for a little while. Yeah, I, I just... I I know what you're saying. I just don't want my point to get missed. I don't mind that Charlotte holds the title. And if you go to my article, you can see that. 
Um, I think they're going about this in the wrong way, and they're they're gonna hurt Charlotte's character in the long run. Um, this this is more about her being forced down our throats because we're we're being told that the bully, the bad friend, uh, the one who knocked down the streak, the one who just keeps winning, is the one that's that's on our side and the things that her character does go against the things that we actually want and you know like that's that's the problem i mean i i, I don't understand i don't I, I don't think i ever will understand like the need to have a face because you decided they were going to be the face instead of adjusting to the fans reactions and this again I'm not using the word champion. I'm not using the word should have won or phrase. I'm using the terms face and heel. And Ric Flair does not appreciate that, but go ahead. Oh, that's true. I, I just, I, I don't want that point to get missed uh, when people are listening to this later. That is my real gripe. And, um, you know, if you're going to make Charlotte your, your face, you need to stop making decisions where she screws over the fan favorite. Um, you need to stop making decisions where she acts like she's owed opportunities at the title. Um, you gotta be careful, injured. though. It's not necessarily screwing people over. The way it was booked is she was just opportunistic. Yeah, but then... I think that they were trying to do a distinction there. It's, it's not that she was, you know, um, exploiting Becky's hard work and, you know, forcing Becky out of the ring and then just falling onto Carmella. Because what you haven't mentioned yet and this is something you brought up a lot in our last episode in the SummerSlam uh preview is how much credit Carmella deserves and this definitely still kept Carmella relevant by doing this she didn't just she wasn't just fodder for Becky Lynch she didn't even factor into the decision yeah um that's still like what happens is what they say and then what like the way that we're watching it happen like that's fine that they want to tell us that charlotte's the face it's fine that they want to tell us that charlotte's opportunistic but then when you go back and you watch everything happen you know you watch the videos you listen to becky's promo like don't have becky come out and do a promo that says that she got screwed that's the like that's another problem that I talked about in my article. Like don't do that if you want us to cheer for Charlotte cuz all they're doing is creating another face that we're not going to be a fan of. You know? Like doesn't that doesn't that part make sense? Like if they if they wanted us to believe in Charlotte, don't have Becky come out and deliver the promo of her career that besides the the part where she lied about us not backing her, which is another poor decision. Don't tell Becky Lynch to go out there and lie to us, because we're just going to cheer even harder. Um, but, you know, don't have her go out there and talk about how Charlotte screwed her. Because that, that is what we relate to, and we're going to cheer for that. So it's just, yeah, it's... like, that's my problem. That's the name of the article, is, is we deserve better. Uh, because they're just... It's it's like lazy writing, and they're just they're putting they're putting stuff out there without thinking. What is the fans' reaction going to be? What you know? What mistakes have we made so far? What can we erase? Instead, they just keep touching on the biggest points that um, you well, know for fans I, like us are just going to make us even more angry, or they're going to put us on Becky's side even 
uh, it's not a super enviable position for the writers because Charlotte is the biggest woman on the roster, including you know Ronda Rousey. Um, yeah. So you know, making her a face is already a tough chore because she's not going to be a an underdog in any of her matches. So you you had to find a way to make Becky the champ, and it doesn't work for her to you know be another face title holder because those don't last as long um unless you're an unbelievable like you know aj styles so you had you have to try and you got to try and experiment a little bit so it's a, it's definitely a risk um i know i know you're uh yeah kind of pushing like, like, you're kind of pushing don't. back on 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 you know defining um you know who to who to root for you know how, how it kind of feels like they're trying to spoon feed you that but it's just because they're trying not to rehash the same thing we've seen you know a couple years in a row now where charlotte just comes out and gloats and says i'm a flair i win all the time i get all the titles it's gonna take something like this like they i i hope that they're taking lessons from gargano and champa and you know taking a friendship and trying to break it in half and that's gonna build a feud um I hope I I hope they don't worry too much about you know, she's good she's evil. I hope they just kind of let them spew you know anger at each other, but then maybe Becky just uses more heelish tactics in a wrestling capacity rather than a promo capacity. Um, you know, because they're saying you know the fans don't even care or they don't support me. That's you know or it's meaningless. Yeah. Like you've catered and pandered to us you know for years. You know I. I I, it's it's gonna come off a little hollow yeah I, um, I mean then there's like going back months like there's a lot of instances that i wrote about of the fans chanting you deserve it or going nuts at money in the bank and it's just like that of us not supporting her like that i don't know that's a that's a bit of a stretch i mean to it's, make that claim. it's kind of it's kind of in the crowd reaction when we watched that match it wasn't elation you know every becky near fall it was just kind of like Yay, it's happening. So I guess that's opinion. I, 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 I would disagree I get it with that, but I, I still think like they're they're a hundred percent going about this in the wrong way and they're if they don't heed my warning, they are creating another Roman Reigns face that we will ultimately boo. I'm telling you. I we'll be talking about this a couple months from now going, see, why didn't we just why did Becky not get the win at Evolution. It was eh. writings on if the this, wall. If this, we'll have to let it play out. If it leads to a an elongated—that's the second time we lose use that word today. If it leads to an elongated, you know, run with the belt for Becky, hey, I'm not complaining. So we'll let it play it. out. We'll see what happens <laughs> at Women's Evolution. Um, yeah. You know, we got a lot of wrestling to go before the next, you know, huge pay per view. Um, outside of Evolution, Survivor Series coming up. You know, we're probably going to have some uh, Mrs. Roderick Strong's, you know, in the fold. We're going to have some Shayna Baszler's probably getting called up. Um, you know, we got a lot. We got on the a lot on the horizon for the women. Um, and this this makes me want to tune in because now I know that Becky is going to be factoring into, um, you know, the main storylines come SmackDown every week. So. There's at least that positive. I don't know, Matt. We're at, we're at 126. 
Um, I know we wanted to cover Becky. I know we wanted to get into the Finn Balor squash. Um, we definitely wanted to give due props to Adam Cole and Ricochet with one of the greatest spots we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Many final thoughts? Anything, uh, well, anything we got a, still in the craw that you want to get out there? We got a question from uh, Edward A. Uh, he's a uh, big fan of the show. He comments a lot. We appreciate it a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. I just called him Ed. He's, this is such a kick in the nuts. I'm so sorry. It's Eduardo A. <laughs> he asked us a question last week, too, so we appreciate it. Um, this is obviously me hitting 11 o'clock at night and getting sleepy. Eduardo, please, God, forgive me. Um... Eduardo! We got a question. How, uh, how is Strowman going to cash in his money in the bank uh, without making Roman look bad? And then uh, mm. sort of note on the bottom here is uh, because we all know that Vince doesn't want Roman to look bad. Um, now, I part of that, I'm going to take that question. I'm going to put a little spin on it um, because I think we know that the shield is, is kind of that answer to kind of help everything out. So, do you have a prediction for how Braun Strowman is going to take down the Shield? Because I, I do. Well, I. The only thing is, I, 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 if I had to put money on it, I don't think it's going to be as colorful as a cash-in as we've seen in the past. You know, with Daniel Bryan running in, or you know, Punk running in, or Edge running in. Um, you know, in the king of run-ins, uh, two-way tie between Dolph and Seth Rollins. I, I don't know how colorful it's going to get. It might just be Strowman declaring, you know, it's my time now and putting his briefcase down. Um, the only kind of, you know, if I'm going to use my imagination, I could kind of see him doing a one-on-one -on -one match, losing, and then cashing in right after and saying, no, give me another go at it. Um, That'd be pretty I don't know. What do you, what do you got in mind? Well, I feel like they have a great opportunity at Hell in a Cell. That's going to lock the cage. That'll give Braun that chance to have just Roman to himself. Um, that's a great opportunity. Um, but I just, you know, somehow the Shield will get in there. Um, and I, I don't want that to be the waste of his of his money in the bank. Um, but, you know, if, 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 there's, if there's something out there, I, I just... I I don't know if they're going to build up this universal title and 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 uh like with Roman Reigns and not have him defend it at every pay-per-view at least for the next year. So it's it's even tough to figure out uh is is there someone else that's um you know, who 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 else could possibly challenge for this title right now at the next pay-per-view that isn't Braun Strowman? Uh, Besides Drew McIntyre? Well, I mean, even for Drew, does he feel like he's at that spot? And I definitely don't want him to lose. I mean, he is a former NXT champion, just throwing that out there. Yeah, I think he's ready, but nobody else does. He's, he's on my list. I guess that could, be, uh, that could be your answer right there, is Drew McIntyre beats Roman, uh, and then you've got a triple threat going into like whatever the next pay-per-view is, and you've got Roman... Drew and Braun Strowman taking you, I don't know, into Royal Rumble. So then you can't then then you keep Braun Strowman off of um, off that Rumble roster, which I think is very important. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that. That's my answer. Uh, Drew McIntyre is gonna beat 
Roman, maybe with some heel tactics. He's still going to be with Dolph. Uh, as we all know, uh, Dolph made a comment and he wants to break up uh, the show about a year from now. Uh, so he's got some work to do. Um, you know, so that, that'll that be an easy way to keep uh, Roman strong. It'll keep Braun strong because he's still not working with anybody. And I think it's fair if Braun Strowman is the one... Uh, or if he's actually going to win the title that he pins Drew McIntyre after a long match with Roman Reigns. I think I think that works, because I don't think they want Drew McIntyre to hold the title for a long time. That'll show that he's in the, you know, in the game, in the conversation. Uh, and, yeah. then, uh, and then Braun finally holds the title, uh, and I think that'll get him into the Royal Rumble, and they'll pass it back off to Roman. All right. Well, you had a lot more wrinkles than my uh, Braun doing a double dip on the same night. But, uh, yeah, Eduardo, it's... I I think if you're a Braun fan, I don't think you're going to be disappointed in the cash-in. I think when he does do it, he's probably going to be victorious. That's why they're... You know, Brock launched it up the ramp at SummerSlam. Um, You know, he's going to have to, you know, battle multiple people at once for a little while. Yeah. you know, they don't have to rush into it. Let's let's get a little creative. Let's see, uh, you know, let's see what kind of buddies uh, Strowman can recruit to fight the Shield. Possibly at uh, you know SummerSlam this or uh, Survivor Series this year. So, I think you're going to be happy if you're a Braun fan. Um, and uh, in the midst of that, in the middle of that, on the build to that, you're still going to get some Roman Reigns pay-per-view matches, which. If you're watching him honestly, without a bias, guy puts on a hell of a show. So, either way, you know, I, I think as a wrestling fan, you're going to be happy with the main event scene. Because it's, it's not something where you got to forget about the title for three months. Roman Reigns is there every week, and we appreciate the hell out of that. Thank you, Roman. Yeah. Wendy! Don't... Yeah, I thought... Uh, I mean, we're hitting an hour Wendy! Here, but... You know, yeah. Samoa Joe, I wrote an article because I was trying to think of like what was most impressive to me the Monday and Tuesday. I think people are making fun of Samoa Joe for you know, like some of the choices here and it getting a little too soap opera-y, but... Nah, I'm good. I love it. Uh, so yeah. I just want to make sure we get that out there. Go ahead, uh, bodpodcast.com, and make sure you check out the articles on Samoa Joe, on Charlotte, and uh, Becky... Uh, where I lay out my full opinion. Um, so, you know, it's only my opinion, so Mike can't argue it. So it, you'll be on Damn my it. side more. No! Uh, we want to thank Eduardo again. I appreciate the questions. Uh, usually we give everybody a whole Saturday, Saturday to answer uh, or ask questions. But we decided Friday night we were going to get this shit out of the way so we could sleep Friday in on Saturday. night. Yeah. Uh, but with that, bodpodcast.com, at bodpodcast for Twitter, and uh, it does work for Facebook. But don't forget, we are the brothers of discussion. Google search us, find us, share us, subscribe to us. of discussion. And uh, stop ignoring my pop-up that says you can join our newsletter. Join the newsletter. Be a member of the faction. We are yeah. Mike, brothers of discussion. Thank you. We were coming! Alright, I gotta do an impression now since I'm still a little drunk. Alright. Come on, Gargano! Rip his motherfucking head off! Yeah! Blood everywhere! (laughs) 
Dark and Blood and Fessera! Oh my god, that's a small intestine! <laughs> that's a testicle popping kick to the head! By I've Gargano! I've seen a clavicle pull through a nostril! <laughs> oh, Gargano! <laughs> Alright, thanks folks. Oh, why don't you make some suggestions for other impressions we should do? Alright, that's podpodcast.com, Brothers of Discussion. Thank you! Come on!